Oh, my uh, mother-in-law, who's an ICU nurse, um, she uh, <laughs> she was telling me about a woman who had a potato in her vagina. And I'm like, <laughs> which of all out. the like things to the produce to try to fuck yourself with. Let's get one with like, a rough skin yeah. and for sure is going to have some dirt on it. No matter how mu- no matter how much you wash potato, have you ever had one completely clean? I don't they think they don't. Have. No, the way that they're grooved, it's not. That's why they're brown. That's just dirt. Like yeah. it's just a thin layer. Of, no. Um, so yeah, this she, lady has a dirty potato. She had in her a dirty, vagina. dirty potato. She didn't come in saying that there's. <laughs> hey guys, there's a potato in my. But like I would respect someone who was like, hey guys. Uh, somehow, I'm here out of one way or another, there came to be a potato in my jet. But no, she said she had abdominal pain. I don't want to say who put it there. <laughs> yeah. But there I may is. be being abused. <laughs> um, uh, I definitely don't live alone. Don't check. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, she she came in saying her stomach hurt and like so they're like okay, well we'll take a look. I mean it's just such a weird thing to just make the doctor find it in that moment of surprise. <laughs> like you know there's a potato inside you. If you know yeah. what I mean, you know you lost a potato. It's not like a tampon that you might forget until next month. <laughs> you know, she's well, that's not coming out. <laughs> I mean, I want how many things do you try? <sighs> you, there's no way to get a potato out. You can't stick anything and put, you know, anything you stick inside the potato is just going to come right out of the yeah. potato. The insides of a potato are so, you know. I mean, I think you could, if possible, maybe push it to the edge where it's kind of crowning and then get two of those, th- like the corn and the cob eaters. Like the prongs that you use to eat corn yeah, on the cobbler. Yeah. And if you did that and push to the edge and then push two in to the potato like on either would... side, you would have to get it a little ways out and then you could kind of like put some force on the other side and maybe pull it down. But yeah, that would be... It seems like it might be or... very tricky. If you had a small child with a long arm, that's because you need a grabbing. I mean, no. I, sorry to say it, but... I mean... Hmm. I don't even know how the doctor got it out. You know, it's like what tool... I don't know. But some muscle relaxers and some Vaseline. It's a cesarean, <laughs> you know. I don't know. Uh, uh, well, anyway, it had started sprouting. Um, that okay. So that was my question. This circles like, back to like it was a in there for a while. Yeah. I, well, I assume that she, she put didn't put one there. with sprouts in it. So yeah. Yeah, and was she probably tried to get that shit out? It was That's a last. Do you could it couldn't have grown? She in was there, assuming. I don't think it would grow, but the, except for the sprouts, I think. But if there's sprouts, that's at least like two days, right? But at that's least. what I'm saying. Is like, Although that's a very like a mushroom forest of a type of area. I know, you know what, what I mean? I'm saying. Maybe she really didn't know there was a potato inside her. Maybe she you think it started put, as a small potato. Maybe she, yeah, maybe she had like put some potatoes or like a tiny potato inside of her. Thought she gotten them all out. She like obviously i think you said she was older right you made that up okay maybe not in my head i thought she was older but who knows like maybe she doesn't have a period often or ever and like yeah it's a like an underground environment it's warm it's moist like i think either way she fucked herself with a fairly large potato whatever yeah. whatever the other science i think she fucked herself with a fairly large potato and I, that's not a good shape for a dildo so it doesn't make sense no matter yeah. what it does not make sense to fuck yourself with a potato you know what I mean? Like it's you don't want something bigger in the middle than on both sides. That's insane. I'm just thinking about all the possibilities for like homegrown potatoes and homegrown like French fries. Well, you like, could definitely make some delicious mashed potatoes. No, but I'm just saying Definitely. like that would be such a great niche restaurant to have. Like vagina these, fries. Yeah, it's like do you know how long it takes me to grow all the potatoes for these French fries? Oh, she's fries? she's growing them in yeah. a vagina. Yeah. 
I think that'd be a great business model. (laughs) Sell it to Portlandia. It's the ultimate. uh, (laughs) Like nothing gets more homegrown than that. Zero waste. With women's yeast. (laughs) This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Austin Smart and Ariel Norman. A podcast about all the sets and all the people. Let's see if Ellie makes it through this recording. Yeah. So for the most of the, I realized in most of these recordings, there's been some sort of threat against Ellie's life. Well. Like she's just around and for some reason she's an easy thing for us to dump our like evil onto. Yeah, she brings it out. I mean, anything that pitiful will bring it out in me. Do you want to use this? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's see. Maybe we'll I make mean, it I'll through an episode. I mean, I'll throw another No, it's fine. I think she likes it. I think it turns her on a little bit. I've noticed tiny puddles on the couch where she lays. Like whenever we uh, get done talking, she gets that. Are you saying she's wet? Yes. Gross. Yeah. I'm talking about her puppy vagina. Isn't she fixed? Doesn't stop. Do they still goo up? Oh, they for sure goo up. Like I don't know. I don't understand the science there. I mean, maybe she, maybe they're not supposed to, but Ellie for sure does. She's a biological anomaly. Interesting. Yeah. We should look that up. Do uh, circumcise, what do we call them? Uh, spade. Spade. Animals, vaginas still goo up. Because I assume dogs' balls are not squirting around. It's not just like that the sperm are not... Useful. The dogs don't even have balls. Yeah, they, they, they actually chop the their balls, balls off. off. See, because so for a long time, I thought that that's what they were doing to men, too, when they got their vasectomies. Because otherwise, it's like, why are these men... You know how it's like sometimes no, it's men... snip, snip. Right, but the, I, when people said snip, snip, I imagined ball, ball. Snip, yeah, snip. I th- if it wasn't... If, like, balls weren't, like, responsible for, like, testosterone production, they right. would just chop them off, probably. Right, so they're snipping out some part of it. But they're just even, cutting the tube... The vast deference. I mean, I know that that now. I'm just saying I only learned that like, you know, I don't know, nine years ago or something. (laughs) 90 seconds ago when I. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I didn't know. I thought I thought they were. I thought my dad's balls were chopped off until just now. With spaying dogs are. Yeah, I don't know. We could look it up. There's no fun in that. Are they just imagine. Are they just removing the ovaries themselves? Are they removing all their eggs? Are they just cutting out the uterus? Is it like a tiny puppy hysterectomy? That's a good question. What do they do to like, human people, human women, human vagina havers? They just snip the tubes. Like, you, you know, having, quote unquote, having your tubes tied. It's not tying anything at all? Well, I think it's like cutting the tubes and like maybe tying you a little knot. You kind of cauterize them? I don't fucking know. You kind of like a surgeon. cherry stem? Like a, yeah, I thought maybe they, either either they tie something up just to kink it. Right? Yeah. Or so they kind of burn it. Put the a way. roadblock in. Yeah, they put a little, yeah, something like that. This is not porn I've looked into, so I don't really... I don't really know or have a good way to judge. Yeah, it just seems like it, I think it's much cheaper to do men uh, to do vasectomies oh, and hysterectomies. It's for right? sure because the men, like you, do it. You're home the same day. Just don't lift anything. Heavy. Also, like, if you have a hysterectomy, there's a higher chance of cervical cancer. Yeah, yeah. With right. women, it's like a you're fucking resting it's for a, a while. Deal with the devil. Yeah, it's um, a surgery. 
so but like, but men like, could still be so sensitive about it when I was growing up and they would talk about it as if it would sh- it was shameful if you'd had it done and like they were so nervous to do it it made me that's why I was like oh yeah they're cutting their balls off like that's the level of like anxiety that men seemed to bring to the table was as if they were going to cut them off and then so like years later when I find out they're just doing some tiny little thing where it's like what I thought they were I chopping think- your balls off I think the fear probably comes from like having been hit in the ball so many times growing up that like the idea of surgery surrounding them is just a huge because I don't know. Men are such I, wimps. Yeah, for real. But like, I also can't imagine like it can't be about the fear of not being able to have children or that being emasculating because that seems like a relief. Now, yeah, but sh- times are different now. There really used to be much more of a sense of your virility being tied to um, having a lot of children, having the ability, even men who didn't really want children still could be, you know, you hear that talk <laughs> about being proud of the ability, like I have strong swimmers. I don't have any kids, but I could have fucking hundreds. Yeah. Let me or tell you. I don't ha- I'm not responsible for any, thank God, but I do have dozens around the country that I don't even know about, for mm-hmm. sure. Like that's, that was the, the ideal. Um, the ideal man. I think now people are much more comfortable in their masculinity, people who are young, you know, um, yeah, uh, have that they're like not their manhood isn't necessarily attached to people. Them. I guess you could say I think people on like men and women are proud of their breeding like abilities. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah, like I've got some like pretty like f- like potent I guess eggs. Y- yeah, potent's like, probably man. not the word most women would use, but yeah. Well, what like <laughs> I, I got some s- smelly pungent eggs as well. That's I was like, thinking like potent in their like potential yes, to create life, literally potent, as uh, opposed to like. I don't know. It's just that I think we use the word potent for smells more often. So, um, you know. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I, I wish that women would be, um, prouder of our vaginas the way that, that men can be about their genitals. Uh, I don't feel like we have a lot of talk like that. We need more. True. I, I agree. I think we do need more. However, I think we should like let that develop slowly and yeah. watch the quality of it so we don't true because this is one of the biggest because like, vaginas problem. are grosser no for me it's the quality things like i i always talk about this in the context of comedy so like people talk about why aren't there more funny women mm. for me it's a numbers game like there we just need more women Probably. and then we'll have a higher number of funny women once the overall number grows as well but the problem with that is it's like there are a lot of women out there just doing like shitty dick jokes about vaginas yes it's like i can do without like 20 more like my vagina jokes but i can do with like one or two like fucking brilliant ones like come yeah. at me with some next level shit like we don't need more quantity let's wise. have high standards yeah let's just let's get it out there but we could let's be curators of taste you know because mm-hmm. like i don't want to hear boy my vagina is so big let me tell you how big it is and i'm proud of its bigness like that's well, I mean, you can be that, but that's boring. Like, yeah. Plus, I'm making fun of big vaginas in my. Ariel's got that market right corner. So, well, no. So, if someone were proud of it, it would kind of take a, you know, take away from my current <laughs> message. No, I, you know, I just think that's funny. My bit that I do right now, it's like I make fun of my ex-wife's vagina, but then I like turn it around and I'm like, oh, having a big vagina is better because you can fit big dicks, right? And that might seem like I'm just, because I make some very silly jokes at the end about it. I want to develop that bit further because I I want there to be an understanding that I'm serious that, that like 
I don't think that it's a problem, whatever your size your vagina is. I don't actually think there are vaginas out there that are so big that they wouldn't be any fun to fuck. I feel like so much of that's in our head. Like we've been told vaginas should be tight so much that like we value that even if it, oh wait, I don't have a penis, so I don't get to know what it really feels like. It doesn't matter. There's a, there might be a different set of fucking like priorities, but you can still you can still enjoy yeah. like the relative tightness or looseness of a vagina, even if it doesn't determine if you like are gaining yeah. more or less pleasure. You get different do, types of pleasure. Yeah. Well, shit. what do you think? Do you think that the tightness, because it, it does seem more pleasurable, but is it inherently no, more pleasurable, or is it because we've been told that tight pussies are more pleasurable? I think it has to do with like the degree and type of stimulation. So like hmm. I think it's different types of pleasure between loose or super loose or super tight. We're taking like extremes of a mm-hmm. spectrum. But like I think like some people just like the sensation of a super intense tightness. And oh, it means maybe. they will come faster. Yeah, I was say it helps men last longer if you have a huge vagina. Oh my god. But, okay, that's big. Yeah, added. but the other thing is like it'll still feel good, it, but it might not be as an intense of a like stimulation if it's a looser vagina. Right. But I think that like men oftentimes equate like if I come super fast, that meant it was very pleasurable and good and therefore better. Right as opposed to just like it took me an extra X number of minutes, but holy shit, it was still well, really Well, I think good. what you really want is f- to have a loose vagina for like, for like 10, 15 minutes, just like really build up and then have a woman who can like squeeze right at the end so that when you're coming after that whole long buildup, you'll have like the best orgasm in well, that moment. Women with loose vaginas can squeeze as well. Like if that's you what have I'm built saying. up kegel muscles. Right. That's what I'm saying. A loose vagina, but with really strong kegel muscles. That's probably the best Oh, I thought you were talking orgasm. about swapping them out. Like having Wait, right. a loose one, fuck the dude. Yeah, and yeah. then like a really tight Pull out, pull out, put in, put in. Well, either way is really fine. Just a quick That's also ideal. Pump. If you have two women who are willing to do that for you similarly ideal yes yeah live your dream do that (laughs) yeah do we have any (laughs) listeners who (laughs) know their vagina well this is a problem other women that's the other fun thing about when i do that bit is that women don't realize they don't have any idea a lot of them (laughs) unless they're like bisexual if they're young enough that they're like bisexual enough that they've actually put their hands inside of a number of vaginas then they might have an idea you know what i mean but like how loose a vagina yeah they don't know they don't theirs is yeah like men know how big each other's dicks are enough that they can know where they're at and people talk about literal you know numbers of measurement but women it's not like they're measuring their vaginas it's i think they are but except in for the ones ways. you watch in your porn i'm sure well, they're measuring. yeah the, well i'm mean, just saying like there's enough like people out there that like aren't even kinky but are just like on fet life maybe or in the swinging community you're watching and posting like self porn because there are a lot of like empowerment websites where you just post videos of yourself yeah but a large part of it is like different different sizes of things you can put inside yourself like are you fucking yourself with three fingers versus four how many sharpie markers can you put inside yourself as a popular like definitely there's a subset of the population that is very aware of how big everyone measures dildos like all the dildos you buy have like measurements in it so you have a relative idea about a lot of people don't buy a lot of women don't own dildos i know but i'm just saying like when you're saying like most people don't like, I'm just saying from the looks on is. audiences' faces. Yeah, but from the audiences, like, I think you're talking about it in such a way that, like, it's in a realm they can't conceive of, like, mm-hmm. size-wise. But if you were like, how big's your dildo? 
the lady would be like, oh, it's seven and a half inches. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's eight inches long. And it's yeah, like, okay, but the well, length you... isn't even what we're talking about as much. I know, we but... We do know the length of the dildos, maybe. If, if someone has used but I'm just saying, like, it's not, uh, like, spatial awareness they've just never thought about before. Yeah, maybe they've never thought about it before. I'm just saying you're putting it into terms and context that they're like, oh, shit, I actually have no idea what my vagina can do. Right. Well, they don't know I, the I encourage them to check out how many fingers they can put in there comfortably. And, you know, I think that um like two to three fingers is is pretty uh nor like i still think most people would have to crumple up three fingers a little bit but i'm not quite sure like if you're turned on if you're aroused and you're lubricated i mean some that's the other thing some women are just slipperier than others true you know and so but anything's possible with enough lube Totally. So, like, we just should not count to, wetness not as a factor. Possible, I'm know? just saying we shouldn't consider wetness no, a factor because we'll we can manufacture that. You know? No, I just mean for what will easily go in. We oh, have yeah. to have a standard of measurement here. So, like, if you're just generally pretty turned on, um, but not, like, crazy turned on, but you're pretty turned on, like, how many fingers can you get in? What do you think... I think one to three is, like, the typical range. Well, that's too I think, large of a range. I'm saying, like, if you had to settle... I mean, I think two to three... Like, mm-hmm. everybody can get, like, and I think the three, you're right. Like, it might not be all the way in. It might just be, like, a little bit of, yeah. like, it. But I think most people could kind of, like, get that into the opening. And see, this I is think the thing. two for sure. Buttholes, different ball game. Yeah, like, maybe not even a pinky. Some people are sensitive like that. Yeah, but if pinky would fit in anybody's butthole, they yeah, just but there's complain about it. But, like, between can do it. Because, like, I could fit, like, anything inside well, somebody. Yeah, because the butthole... It seems like the entrance is, is really narrow, so once you get past that, you could kind of go a little crazy inside there. It's like a cavern inside this yes. one very narrow entryway, whereas the vagina tunnel is longer, like, in that narrowness for a while, and not nearly as narrow. I mean, but. yeah, different ball games. Yeah, that is a different... Okay, yeah, I've never really thought about That's why the toys go in such a different direction. Yeah, that's why you never put anything in your ass that doesn't have a flared base on it. Right. Be- or like base. a very long string. We got into this because you were talking about your joke. Or the size of vaginas. <laughs> yeah, I got on some kind of tangent. Um, anyway, I just think it's funny to make fun of like having big vaginas and then circle back to having big vaginas is better. Because I think it ultimately doesn't matter. It's like you said, um, most vaginas are like two, two, three fingers is kind of, there's not that much size difference that's worth anything in women's vaginas. Honestly, at the end of the day, unless it's like a thing for so you. My ex-wife, she did have a huge like if it's like, like if it's like a kink or like uh, I really into this particular mm-hmm. thing, I don't think it fucking matters, man. Like you really, you can't. You're talking about the people that you watch in your porns that stick giant things in their vaginas? Well, not just that, but like unless you're like for some reason like, man, I just really love tiny tight vaginas. Like that's oh. your, that's like a fetish for you or like if you're like, oh man, I just love like big Yeah, if you're like a vaginas, connoisseur like, of the vagina size spectrum and you know yeah. the exact spot you want. Yeah, or like you just like are into like yeah. Some people are just into different sizes. So if that's your mm-hmm. thing, cool. But I don't, like, why it doesn't matter. Yeah, man. it really doesn't matter. I don't think. Like, if you can't have a good time with a vagina or butthole, honestly, then maybe you don't have feelings for that person. But oh yeah, that's excuse for me you. again. <laughs> for, excuse me again for connecting love and sex. <laughs> I had to I honestly had to think about it for a second. I was like, who are we talking? Oh yeah, you. Uh, well. But I mean, I think I know a lot of people enjoy um, loveless sex more than I do. But I do think I, I mean, it still has to be true that being in love it, it would it makes sex better for everybody. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I may not. It can't be a totality, though. 
Like you can't just like love added to sex can't just make it better ubiquitously. There has to necessarily be like some sex that is better without love. Hmm, interesting. So hmm. like I'm just saying like it couldn't like that can't just be like a universal rule. Oh, you think you mean there's some types of sex that are better without love? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. So like or just any like anal is better without love versus just no, for but that example. is a bumper sticker. Is what that is. <laughs> anal <laughs> anal is better, better without love. Yeah, try, try anal in your in your loveless marriages, you guys. <laughs> okay, if you're you know this is not something you do with your wife. Uh, I think that is a rule that a lot of men live by for a long time. That was something to do with yeah, but women of the night or I mean that that might sound city like women a little dippy like, but it's just like okay so if we're saying that if you're saying that love makes sex better always you know what they should have had i would argue men. that love makes sex better well, yeah it's like a it's like how there can't you like if with light and dark shit like fuck mm-hmm. i'm high mm-hmm. but it's like with light like you wouldn't be able to call light light if there wasn't a darkness and contrast to yes. it yes the two depend on each other to exist. I think it's the same thing where it's like, yeah, love always makes sex better, but because of that, there's there has to be some sort of sex that is better without love. I don't think that that logically follows, but I mean, I'm sure it's possible. And for sure, I mean, I say the anal thing because I think there's, um, I don't know, there's uh, probably relationships where you're in love where degrading each other in some ways or... I don't well, know. I, just, it might I be mean, harder. I would just argue that, like, for some people, they need to be in love to do, like, really degrading, like, shit to yeah, each other. So yeah. you know it's really not real. Right. But for other people, like, for me, there's thing, there's, like, kinky things that's, like, yeah, I would be into doing that if I could find somebody to do it with that I was not in love with. So, yeah. Because it's, like, I just, I couldn't bring myself into a space to, like... Like I like I like the idea of like somebody really like forcefully tying me up and stuff like that. But it's like no matter how yeah, you're not gonna believe it. From yeah, it's the never gonna like click. Loves like, you. I fucking yeah, I love yeah. you. Like I know you would never do that. But so I like, think this. Go ahead. Oh yeah, or just like you know, like the or the allure of anonymity. Hmm. Like that's a thing you can't replicate with love. Right. Right. So yeah, for sure, there's certain kinds of sexual experiences where it wouldn't even make sense to do with love. Yeah, but, but I'm I think, saying like, but it's but the lack of love. I'm just arguing is enhancing it. Yeah. Sure. 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 My point yeah. is just that like if I'm in love, then I'm gonna definitely be into their vagina. Whereas if I'm not in love, I, I'm just like, yeah, these are hit or miss for me. You know. Yeah. It's not that, it's not that, yeah, that's a whole different story. Like, yeah, if you're going to have some kind of anonymity fantasy thing. I guess love could, like, make things that I would have previously disliked about somebody's genitals right. more attractive. Right. I think there's that. Kind and of I like think... love can do that with personalities and other exactly. things like that. I think it for sure. You're yeah. more forgiving of a vagina that you're in love with. But I'm also the type of person that, like. You're into w- pretty much all vaginas. I wouldn't, yeah, it's not like I wouldn't, like, have sex with somebody of it, but I would just be like, meh, like, that was, like, a different one, but, like, if I'm in love with you, it's like, oh, like, this is your thing, like, that is you, 100% mm-hmm. you, yeah, then it would change, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer to be in love when it comes to vaginas. Honestly, just, I know. think, like, dicks are way, like, I know people talk about dicks being uglier, but I've seen way weirder sized and shaped dicks mm-hmm. than vaginas. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly think I think if you took like a gave the whole human population like truth serum and gave everyone a survey at once and asked mm-hmm. like about genital anxiety, I bet more men would have genital anxiety oh, than women. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Because I'm telling you, some shit I've seen is like I, that doesn't make sense. I don't know how that works. 
Like I so, literally oh, don't know how this. That, yeah, I don't know how this is function. How it functions. And that's such a big thing, man. And people talk about it all the time. But and at least like with like vaginas, like you can see vaginas everywhere. Whether it's a good representation or not, you see a bunch of them with dicks. Like it's hard to see just like a representation of like an average yeah. dick. It's like a lot of just like mid-length white dudes most of the time, or then getting into porn. <laughs> So, did you notice, so you were just out in L.A. doing a bunch of shows. Did mm-hmm. you notice a difference in, like, responses, like, between crowds, like, with doing that joke? Like, were people, like, a bit more knowledgeable or aware? Were they fucking, like, more into it or, like, What, more, the, the big vagina joke? Yeah, yeah, just about size in general. Were they, like, a little more, like, oh, no, we shouldn't there were like a couple of audiences that had that very liberal safe space vibe even though they were good um great crowd but they have that vibe just of that like wait is everyone else gonna laugh vibe um so but you know i feel like i do a pretty good job winning them over because i make fun of myself so much and it's also hard to know like what I'm really doing with that. You know what I mean? It's, it takes people a minute to figure out like the kind of area of like sincerity you like walk in. Right. Right. It takes a minute to realize which parts are like, okay, this is jokey. (laughs) This is coming from realness. Cause they've, your voice and mannerisms don't change a lot to distinguish between the two. Yeah. It's one of those things like in real life when I'm having a conversation with people and they're sometimes like, wait, are you serious right now? You know, like I don't, I guess it's just like a deadpan thing where mm-hmm. you decide how serious I am. You know, like that's the, if you can't figure this out, then that is on you. Um, I actually don't know how to segue into this besides just asking, like, do you want to tell me about this dream you had about that I was oh, involved yeah, with or yeah. about me or, well, and it, so all I know is that you had a dream about, about me or I'm in a dream you were in it. and you cried during and after the dream. Yeah. Okay, so my dream. Are you gonna cry again? I hope not, but you know what? I love. You know what? I love it every time I cry. It's very. It clears out my eyes. First of all, I was napping from like two thirty to four in the afternoon, and I. So everything that I'm about to tell you happened between four and four o nine because I pressed my snooze button. First, I have one of my sex dreams where. Usually in my sex dreams, this is not always true, but the majority of them, I'm really just trying to masturbate and fantasize because fantasizing is so great in dreams because you can actually like be in the fantasy. Um, And so, and usually though, people keep like walking into the room I'm in in my dreams and I'm like, oh, I'll thwart it again. Um, But this time I was not thwarted and had one of the best orgasms I've ever had in my life. It's probably, I don't know, the fourth time I've had an orgasm in a dream. It's, you know. Uh, so this is like a quote unquote wet dream. Yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah, so. Yeah, like wet dream. Like it actually might be like, like my 10th because anyway. Um, <laughs> my fourth, my 10th. I, well, I when I was count. trying to quit, yeah, I do. Because uh, when I was trying to quit masturbating as a, you know, 10 year old and whatever, uh, I was like, if I would like almost have an orgasm in a dream or I kind of would, but I never, never wanted to think I did because I didn't want to like have to reset my mm-hmm. how many days since ma- last masturbating yeah. counter. The Mormon masturbation counter. Yeah. So I was probably trying to be like, that wasn't an orgasm, but sometimes they were. Um, 
And even in my dream, you know, even in your dreams, you can kind of control what you're oh, yeah. thinking about. A little Especially bit. if you're like really lucid dreaming. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're like, it. yeah, when you're in your dream and you're lucid dreaming and then you're like, well, it's not a sin if it's in a dream. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the reason that God and I had a weird relationship as kids. That's another kid. bumper sticker of ours. It's not a sin if it's in a dream. <laughs> Just because you're lucid dreaming doesn't mean God still gets to hold it against you. Um, uh, yeah, Satan and I had a lot of fun. Okay, um, so you're... Okay, so here I have this real good orgasm, but it's tinged with guilt, but that's the way that I like them best. Um, <laughs> because I'm, of course, fantasizing about stuff that's horrifying. Like, you know, um, let's not tell my mother the content of my fantasies that I'm enacting in my dreams. Um, anyway, so I go from that to immediately I'm in a room with you, and you're coming on to me and trying to kiss me, and I'm like... Please stop. Please stop doing that. And then you're like, no, that's why you wanted to like kiss and, and mess around and everything. And I was just like, God damn, these fucking polyamorous <laughs> millennial <laughs> fucking bisexual losers. You know, I was like, no. OK. Uh, you know that you're like a the, sibling to me. This is the incestuous. Thing the thing you're angry about was the fact that I was a polyamorous like well whatever. i'm like, just that was like your root of anger though it was like you know yeah, that's related like to why you would be hitting on me this is this you sexual deviant no it's just more like you sexual deviant trying to come on to your friend yeah. like you don't need to fuck all of your friends you know and so i was just like and it was like uh okay this is the complicated part about it that i'll just be honest about so you know how people in dreams are like sometimes one person but also a couple other people mm-hmm. you were you essentially but also kind of my brother joel not when not as a fat person though just don't imagine that he's because he's fat now but he didn't (laughs) sorry not everyone's as superficial as i am i forget um and so but also uh another guy friend of mine comedian who um like it would also be weird if there were ever an energy between us you know there needs to be a very clear and there is a very clear thing of like there's no sexual tension um, we are friends, good Lord, of course. And, and so, but you were all three of those people. And so I, it, I basically was like, you're my brother. Sorry. Um, again, a dream. So <laughs> you don't get to be mad. Um, and, uh, and so. And you couldn't work that one out. You couldn't. It's just because the energy that was no, happening was it. like, you're my brother. And so I was like, no. And I was like, that's this is, don't don't break that bond, you know, like, and don't ruin that. And you were like, no, it'll only make our bond stronger. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Ew. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. You're disgusting. So I, uh, I left that room and it just was like so disturbed. I was so upset and disturbed at this like betrayal. Um, and... I like walked into, I guess like kind of a woman's locker room. It was more like a woman's waiting area um, was the vibe. And Katie came in there with me. She could see that I was upset. And then I like clearly was kind of speechless and she was sitting and I was just like, oh, I was changing for some reason. And this girl from work walked in um, and she like, because I, you know, I was naked and so it's uncomfortable. And I was like, Ah, and it felt just like when I was a kid and there were all those times when um, a gr- girls would be in some situation. They're like, oh, we're all just girls here. And so they start changing in front of each other. And I was like, oh, now not only am I uncomfortable because all these girls boobs are out, 
But also now I have to just be comfortable changing in front of them, which I, you know, never was. Um, but I still really don't know how much that has to do with gender versus my body dysmorphia. But anyway, um, so, so, but she, I have that moment of that thought for a second, like, uh, eh, just cause this is a women's room. I was like, I didn't want to be, but then I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then I like kind of just turned to the corner a little bit and just put my sports bra on quickly. Um, but then I just started like crying. It was difficult for me to cry because now there's another person there and I have all these voices in my head that like stop me from crying. And so, but I just started crying. Katie kind of just knew to like not engage and just let me just, you know. And so then I started dry heaving and then I just wind up crumpled on the floor sobbing. And that's when my alarm went off. And so I was just lying in bed and then I start crying and then I go the, and then I'm in the restroom just crying for like 15 minutes and thinking about my mother and whether or not I got molested and you know, I don't know. And this gender, so it's like, it's like on the one hand, I feel like one of the guys and I feel like I can have that relationship with guys. Um, but then I have had some sexual betrayal with men that I know happened in my adult life. Um, and so, and who knows, you know, about, childhood stuff that's complicated I have reasons of whatever it's and you're just squinting at me and so is the audience so <laughs> so no I'm just listening okay so I'm trying to take all this in so anyway I feel like um I felt like this sense of of betrayal and like um just frustration with not really um being able to be you know, one of the guys, I think. And also, um, just that as a woman, like there's still just, there's something so inherently vulnerable, you know, uh, where, yeah, just inherently vulnerable. And so then I try to escape that. And I, here I am in this women's space. Like that's something my brain is now, you know, creating in this dream is like this woman's space where again, I'm not comfortable really in this woman's space. Here, this girl walks in and I'm like, ah, I'm naked in front of you. You know, ah, I didn't want to be naked in front of another woman, but still ultimately this is a space where, um, it's okay. Now I can start crying, you know? I don't know. I mean, yeah, am I, mean, I reading too much into this or is this not like a, no, I mean, I think like you have a pretty firm grasp <laughs> kind of on like what a lot of your own like gender issues and struggles are. You're, it's not as if like you're trying to figure them out. Like you have them figured out. It's mm. just now you're in the process of actually working through them. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I did buy a dress for my Halloween costume earlier that day. So that could have triggered a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I think it is like profoundly fascinating. The fact that, like, yeah, like the space you like feel most trapped in in your dream is also the space you feel most open and okay in to like express emotions, mm -hmm. which is like a thing in your real life. Like you find a space that like you literally are like confined in for an hour and a half to like in a structured way to like express emotion. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> this Yeah, this podcast too. Like I could get a therapist or. Well, that's what I also was thinking I about the other day. Like I just. Katie wants me to go to therapy, but she's already going to therapy and I cannot really afford to be going to therapy. And so people make jokes about using stand up as free therapy, but I'm like, well, stand, stand up this podcast. Sure. Yeah. Free therapy. Yeah. You know, I mean, is this inherently any 
less effective than yes oh okay for yeah, sure. we just, scientifically yes yes I, 100% yeah we just smoked weed and like yeah some therapists tell you to smoke weed and I then, know but I'm just saying like I'm also not a licensed therapist I have a psychology degree can't this just I have be a philosophy self? degree yeah between the two of that yeah, what about talking to audiences do you think they can help I'm not asking the public for the help I don't trust the public fine I always think I'm smarter than everybody unfortunately yeah, I well, that's what happens with me and therapists, too. I right? honestly, like, like I think, God, sometimes I wish you could just listen to yourself talk because you ex- you're explaining, it's like you're just slowly working through accepting how, like, gen- I guess you could say transgender or genderqueer you are. Like, at some, ter- some level, you're just, like, trying to figure out r- what the right ratios are. And then right. you're going to have to figure out what to call that. But you're still figuring out, like, those ratios. And I think yeah. like part of you, part of the struggle is that like you're afraid of going so far masculine and breaching into a territory that's completely unknown. Like how you're talking about like when you were talking about like sexual like fantasies and you were asking like, are these people okay? And at the end we kind of talked about how it's like, oh, I'm imposing on other people the rabbit hole that's my own mind. Mm-hmm. I think you're afraid of that rabbit hole in that gender spectrum. I mm-hmm. think because that is a, like a really weird, sensitive place to go down. Because once you discover those things, and once you like realize the truth of like how far on one side of like the masculine or feminine spectrum you are, exactly where those ratios are, mm-hmm. it's hard to unknow that. Do you and think then you to have to incorporate that just, into your life. There's some choice in gender. Uh, n- I mean, genderedness. I think there's. I think there's like a yeah. I don't think anything said. I think it's a choice insofar as like comfortability. So it's like you have to fit what you do with your life and make your life comfortable to the feelings that you have. Mm-hmm. It's not as if you like suddenly discover you're like transgender and then are like, okay, well, I know exactly what I need to do to make myself this thing. You don't think of yourself as a thing if you're transgender. Like, I need to make myself into a thing. Yeah. You just have a feeling and then start living your life in a way yeah. that accords to how you feel. You and just, you just do what feels most right. Right. So you think that it's it's more of a thing of like, I'll just keep changing things until I feel comfortable. It's not even like a change, though. Well, I just mean in terms of like clothing or a name or, uh, um, yeah, bad yeah, types. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think for sure, like, and I guess in one way you could think of it as like just changing things. I think s- stuff like changing your name and like have your sexual like marker on your driver's licenses. I think those are just like. Uh, conveniences like things that you have to do for convenience I don't think and I think doing it only gives you like a sense that your change or you who the way you're living is more legitimate it's recognized by others because it's like a it's a state this because well, the state now recognizes it, it gains a, a d- greater degree of legitimacy which I think is just fucked up in general but that's a whole yes. different like structural conversation but that's you know humans have rituals and you know paperwork that we've used yeah but i think but there's a different no but that's not a ritual like there's a difference between a ritual which is inherent which is yeah 
there's just difference between like ritual and like your driver's well, license. Well, I just marker. mean like okay, if you're yes, but if you're in a small village where there's five genders and like at whatever age everyone kind of figures out what gender they are and then they have a ritual for that to be like, oh, born we thought this was a boy one but this is going to be one of the boy girl ones or one of the shaman ones or whatever um they probably have like a little ritual for that i'm just saying once you get into a community that's 300 million people like we can't just everyone have a powwow to know what you're no you're but you don't need i don't think it should be marked to begin with yeah probably not that's I mean, what, but that's what i'm saying but i do think that there's still something to like legitimacy and um, like that kind of recognition because it's something I think about for me like to what extent do I want nope. recognition but the thing is like no one will give you like legitimacy except for yourself yeah probably like, not but then if you still because there's because you're you're gonna try and try to like put yourself into like a certain category and eventually you're gonna realize that no matter how much you try to define yourself there's always gonna be bits and pieces left out and mm-hmm. so you're just gonna have to come to like some sort of comfortable spot being an amalgamation of some terms yeah. and know that you're never going to be fully described and not have to, or just, just not worry about it. But I don't, I don't, but like when you can like not worry about it and just be okay, like feeling how you feel and mm-hmm. stop ascribing definitions to your feelings, then you'll be comfortable. Yeah. Cause you'll, but that's well, but hard. so that's I mean, a, just in terms of, yeah, just in terms of the, like society's recognition i mean it's stupid it's, well but kind of like with the gay marriage thing if if i had to be like oh katie's my wife and then people were like well she's your partner or whatever you're a civil person um that sucks and so just for those voices it's probably very validating for people to have a legal system again it probably shouldn't be a legal matter in the first place but um, who knows? Who knows if there are good reasons? Well, I think there's a difference between having like legal protections and having like a sex marker on a driver's license, right? Or right, a gender right, right. marker on a driver's license. Well, but so like one's legal protections and the public's like making you like the other one, one's like yeah a protection for somebody and the other one is making you disclose information about yourself that is not necessary to anything any reason like why someone would need to see that. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, it can also cause more confusion right yeah yeah no it would it would certainly be better to take them off of driver's licenses <coughs> um i'm just saying i don't know if there's still like a government database somewhere well, where they're keeping track of not just that, that but it's know. just like people like will try and like make arguments like well what if it, for medical reasons you need it? it's like do you, can you tell me a doctor that like can't cut someone's clothes off and like look at like the human anatomy and know what they're dealing with more well, or less is there like unless you're like intersex like or there's like yeah, certain you've medical are, you're conditions. pregnant and you've got a penis and but, they think you're fat but here's that. the here's the thing already like there's so many other like conditions that could be unknown for people <laughs> with or without like sex markers on their driver's How license so that's if, a moot point if like, you have a penis and you're pregnant just like keep a note in your pocket that says <laughs> <laughs> just let people know what's up with you yeah hey they did a really good job with my dick i know it's confusing and, and it is um uh, <coughs> what's the word I'm looking for for believable? It's really realistic. It's really realistic. I know it passes, but <laughs> I'm also I have a pregnant. stellar dick. Let me tell you. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm speaking as this other person. Yes, yes, I'm sure you do though. But <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about too with my gender. Like, um, you know, I enjoy exploring it, and I enjoy finding pants that I like and stuff, but. When it comes to the way that other people see me, like, I really like people seeing me the way they see me 
like if they see me as more masculine when people accidentally serve me in the you know wherever that happens um then like i like that but if people uh people aren't necessarily like if, if people know me or if people are meeting me face to face and actually have they're not going to see me as a guy um and but you kind of wish they did in a way or would acknowledge if i could figure out and know that that's a part of you okay but that's what so i would i would like there to be more of a concept of people who are gender neutral in this culture because yeah just like the sensitivity of that sucks man i'm asking for sensitivity that's how you know i am yeah so anyway um Wow, I like, wish I could have taken a picture of you having that realization. No, you know what it is? I just I got called lady so many times in LA. No, no, no. I just meant like you having to realize that no. you're having to learn about sensitivity. Oh, I know, I know. Um that but, moment. But, that was what I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. Where like Aaron was like, Ugh, Oh fuck, I'm, I'm asking for empathy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm annoyed with myself. It's disgusting. <laughs> but uh no, people and like I feel like several shows in a row. Uh, someone called me lady or You're like a funny this, lady. this next lady like Kristen Shaw and being like we our next lady and I just I had just been up in the green room they were talking about how it's like an all lady show or whatever except for the last two people the headliners um, but it was like five women on hot tub and then um, and then it was going to be Joe Mandy and um, Kyle Kinane and wait Kyle Kinane no what's that guy's name I get them mixed up all the time uh, the one who's like comes out yelling fuck over and over again on his recent I don't know. special <sighs> Rory Scoville Rory Scoville thank you yeah you you get it um so Scoville yeah, <laughs> I've never I had never seen I'm just kidding uh no but so he, but they were like making that oh look it's all women on the show and of course I'm just up there being like I'm like enjoying the revelry of hey we're doing it ladies look how many great funny women are on this show but also I'm not you know, um, and I don't know, you know, and then they, this next lady is so funny from Austin, whatever. And it's the thing is, I can't be like, hey, guys, just so you know, I mean, I could, but that is, I feel so obnoxious. I know. Guys, just so you know, I identify as gender neutral, and I was wondering if I could make up a new liberal rule. Um, but it's not a rule. It's just I want people to know, like, hey, I would be more comfortable if you didn't. You know what? I could totally have just said that. I just, I feel like a sense of... I know, but like, welcome to my everyday. Right. Like, I don't correct people really on pronouns much. Right. Like, even if they consist... Like, there are some people at work that consistently just, like, use, like, male pronouns. There are people I don't, like, see a lot, and it doesn't matter, but just, like, yeah, I don't want to fucking tell you... I don't have to interact with you, and, like, it makes sense. Yeah. But you can come out in your community in the comedy community and now unless people are being dicks which i i imagine doesn't happen very often at least in austin they're going to introduce you the way you want to be introduced like or if you went to la and you were on shows like they would understand yeah but what i'm saying is just like yeah i could for sure like get that like frustration i guess i just wish someone else would make um, um, just a just an awareness of like hey instead of it just being there's there's two genders you you know like it's it's not we have and of course it's all spectrum whatever but can't we just can we have like one more point it used to be binary and now we have four basic points let's just let's just add one more point to the spectrum make a word for that make a kind of a little bit of a script for that and then after that we can talk about it in the spectrum 
I mean, I just don't think it's hard to use fairly gender neutral like language in general. Like I personally have kind of cut out like ladies and things like that, or like sir and ma'am, unless it's like I'm for sure looking at somebody like I'm not gonna. This isn't like a hard question. Like if it's most people, it's like all right, man. This next comedian, this next person, like some people like comedian comedians like no Mm-mm. we're comedians we're comics that's it yeah just, this next comic it's yeah so easy yeah this next person they're a good friend of mine like yeah it's just like easy to or like even if i'm like making like dirty jokes and shit like instead of saying like like dudes like if i want to talk about people with dicks i'd be like man anybody with a dick because right. like, you yeah. can just say with a dick or with a vagina. And vagina people or what i yeah yeah and it's just it's like yeah if you have one this right. is gonna apply to you yeah i know i need to sometimes like, it's just funny to me to say ladies to the audience because i'm making fun of that like old yeah it just seems like that totally shtick fine. to be like ladies who here leave your tampons and <laughs> it's just stupid but like yeah hey vagina people <laughs> you know it is more accurate so which of you nasty motherfuckers <laughs> also nasty. leave your tampons in for mm-hmm. 24 hours? Yeah. Hands up. <laughs> Who is it? Yeah, that's what I just try to get people to be honest. Hands up if you have ever <laughs> left your, your tampon in for at least 24 hours. Look, they're all still alive. I guess the ones that have died aren't there, though. Um, well, that's the next. That's the last uh, episode in my saga of comedy returns my own gender. Yeah. You know... Well, no, that's not the last. I episode. mean, the latest. Oh, uh, latest. The latest, yeah. Starting out with the oddly, oddly traumatic dream mm-hmm. that I still don't know. Like, yeah, that's fucking weird, man. That's spooky. Yeah, it was just. It was just. Do you think it was so creepy and intense because it's close to Halloween and like you were already in that headspace of like, ooh. I don't have any Halloween headspace. Oh, you don't. No. That's sad. I'm not not a big Halloween person. I've yeah, been trying this not, year. You're not into like, you're not into creepy things, and you're not. Are y'all not doing like sexy costumes? Y'all don't do like, because like I love Halloween just because it's like I get to have Halloween sex. So stoked. Yeah, but you say that about every day of the year. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't get to have Hall. No, Halloween sex is different. <laughs> oh, okay. Because Halloween sex, you like are in a costume costume. Oh. Like this is not our usual role play shit we've put on or whatever. Well, I'm gonna start making Katie wear sexy costumes then. Yeah, she's never it. been a big. She, well, she's she has a few times, but she usually does like elaborate costumes instead of the sexy ones. You have two. You can do both. All right. Well, sure. That's you know what. If she wants me to start like sexy Halloween costumes more. are simple. They cost like three dollars you can just go buy a cheap whorish costume okay you're right well i hadn't thought about and then that you aspect get to of fuck it. each other in it and it's fun it matter you can rip it off yeah, i've never had a girlfriend who had a good halloween game well all right well you know what she loves halloween so much i'm sure she'll be very happy to hear of a great way to get me into this silly holiday so i'm sure that's gonna work out for me mm. Mm-hmm. but in terms of my costume that still leaves uh what to do you know, but I'm happy just being like a pirate every year. That would be fine. God damn it, Ariel. I just like keep one costume for the rest of my life and just kind of. You remind me more and more of like a fucking Grandpa. new age Ron Swanson. <laughs> just like. Just yeah, a grumpy ju- old man. Yes. <laughs> just unfortunately so.
Is it time for sexual fetish of the week? Yeah. Everyone's favorite time of the week? Yeah, fetish of the week. Okay, so this this week, similar to a previous fetish, um, but not the same thing. Okay. Just so you don't, like, try to guess the same thing. Okay, sure. Thank you. The sexual fetish of the week is people who have a breeding fetish. A breeding. That's what I thought you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, breeding. Um. Mm. Mm. Okay, but we know that this isn't the same as when they act like they're a horse and and they do the breeding games. Um, but and I not the same as the uh, impregnation fetish. Yeah, it's not the same as or the birthing passing fetish. fish out of your vagina or whatever that was. Um, well, but it's not just like a gangbang situation where they're like going one at a, not a gangbang but like a train. I mean, what's that kind of thing where you're just like this is our breeding uh, human, like an. A- I mean, uh, that, could, that could be one scenario. Okay, well, uh, I mean, I don't know if they're a lifestyle breeder. Maybe they then have the woman uh, walk around, um, and hope that she's pregnant, and like do some kind of worship thing of oh she might be pregnant, kind of like in um, that Margaret Atwood thing. Uh, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Um, where they're like, "Ooh, are you pregnant?" Worshiping mm-hmm. her and all living in a in a polyamorous commune together, where they treat her really specially. And then if she isn't pregnant, then back to the breeding room with her, or or uh, else they worship her for eight more months, and then once again it all starts over, and they just make a bunch of children in their illegal compound and. Hopefully it's not one of these yeah. incestuous ones. Why do all these people... It starts out with an innocent... You just took it to incest is what you did. That's why I'm saying that. That just seems like what happens That's in these actually compounds. Very sm- oh, compounds. Well, because it's a small number yeah, of people. Yeah, they don't have... They can't convert people. They start fucking their kids. Habit of convenience. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, those things just go together. I always feel like, why can't you just convert people into your breeding... Honestly, I mean, if anyone ever asked me to live on a compound, I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Thank you, though. Oh. What if it's a hot, hot, sexy compound? No. The, okay. Nothing good has ever happened on a compound. Probably not. Like, they all end in FBI raids. Yeah. <laughs> like, even the cool ones. Well, maybe the successful FBI ones raid. we don't hear about. Maybe the ones where they're all living happily ever after, never, not on our radar. Dude, the village didn't even work out. Yeah, you're right. I don't think they work out. Here's here's a hot tip for for the listener. Just don't go to a compound even. Don't Ever. even don't even even if there's like a free cruise, just don't even go to a compound. Yeah. Bad ideas, bad ideas. So what's a so what's a breeding? What did I miss? <laughs> I mean, C, it's just C minus again? No, I mean, you pretty much hit it on the head. It's a pretty broad one. It's just people into the idea of being bred. So like you can't you hit on a scenario like gangbang is popular. Because, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to make sure we breed this one and, like, make sure, like, she gets pregnant. And, like, um, also, like, a lot of the times, like, it's uh, the person being bred. It's, like, the person that's really into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you'll, it's, like, the idea that's what you're made to do is, like, often a big element to it. Oh, um, the psychological dynamic that I am on I'm, this earth to be used as a baby yeah and transplant like, service yeah and like i'm just well, baby here for this machine. to like happen to me um but then there's also you know people who like it to That's be hot. very consensual some people like it non-consensually like i've been captured and i'm now like breeding yeah. livestock 
so we like, don't have people, to call it livestock video. No, but that is an element too. Is like people will do get into like uh, human like livestock. Like you're pretending to be like a human cow or a human horse. So like that breeding. But why are you pretending horse, to be a human horse? Well, you're pretending like, to be a horse. Yeah, but okay. it's just like you've been kidnapped now, and you're being made to do this thing, like the video we watched yeah. in the first episode. Uh, I don't understand why it has to be an animal thing. Well, it's just the There's idea so of people. breeding like goes there because you breed prized animals together, you know? So yeah. you breed your prized two horses together to make sure you make good stock. Okay. Um, also, people, you know, again, aliens naturally come into this. Um yeah, see, these these like, things aren't natural for me. Where it all of a sudden is animals or aliens breeding, like to make sure, like uh, to see like what different humans look like together, or what a human and an alien would look like. Um, breeding out of convenience. These things always start off promising and then just take a turn. You know. Yeah. Well, you can go from the mundane. Are to your the aliens mystical even hot? You, want, you, know? you know. What. Your aliens probably aren't even attractive. They're probably all creepy. I'm thing. not in. Okay, I'm not into like the actual breeding side of the alien thing. That's not my. All right, but you're into a lot of alien stuff. Yeah, yeah. But your aliens aren't even like humanoid looking, right? They're just kind of. Some are, some aren't. You know, it runs the gambit of what I find <laughs> online. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, with people, it's mostly just about getting cummed in a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I wonder... A lot of close-ups of cervixes being inseminated, things like that. Shall we... Oh, I don't know if I can watch that. Um, I didn't pull anything up for you this week. I didn't figure you could handle it. I was more curious to, to hear... You get that show afterwards. Yeah, I was more curious to hear the <laughs> sex talk that goes along with it. When you, oh, like... Like, I'm, what are they saying? There's not a lot of talk. It's a lot of, like... Um, a lot of busy work. Yeah, it's a lot of busy work. So it's oh, it's the cum shots or the part you're like really looking at. Oh, that's interesting. Um, See, that's not the part that interests me. Of that I could probably pull up like a Tumblr. Oh, I will pull up a Tumblr because I. Uh, the reason I picked this and thought of you is. Um, I'm sure I'll be honored. It's a, it's a trans man who's into breeding. Oh God. And you hadn't looked at a lot of trans porn, I know. And I, I said at, I was going to send you some stuff. No and then I found porn, this. I actively avoid all trans porn. Uh, so this is trans boy breeding. Oh my god! On I'm Tumblr. About to learn things about myself. Ugh. So, hello, I'm a 24 year old queer FTM trans guy, single. I'm into impregnation breeding. Or impregnation, breeding, and cockworming. Cockworming. <laughs> 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 if, you, okay. if your cock is cold and you just, you just want to sit it in this there, this isn't sex. Even this is not even for sexual reasons. This is for breeding and just warming. Yeah, just getting yeah. it to temperature. I'll get it to temperature, and you can go fuck someone else if you want. But I maybe this is the loose vagina, and she can hand, or hey. he can. Sorry, he can hand off his vagina, his his cock warmth. <laughs> Whatever I'm My trying to say, warmer. the warm cock to the uh, the good Kegel muscles one. Uh, he continues. I have a I have a ton of really random quirks and kinks. Love chatting with folks. Send me messages. Eighteen plus only. So like this, like yeah. So this is from another guy called Real Pussy Boy, but it says so many things to love about missionary position: spreading with my legs wide and opening my pussy up for his cock to go as deep in as possible, feeling his weight on top of me, making out while he's deep inside me, feeling his balls slapping my ass as he thrusts, and finally him softening inside me after he inseminates me. Any other trans guys love being fucked in missionary position? So see, it's just all about like the experience of like being cummed in and inseminated or in like impregnated. You're being bred. Um, yeah. 
This is like a rare uh, trans woman fucking a trans dude. Very tastefully shot. Some wonderful gifts here. I can barely process each of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take me a while to get used to trans porn. I've never watched it before. Oh, really? No, and I feel very... (laughs) This is titled... It's okay. I remember the first... You know what's so funny? I remember when I was a Mormon um, (laughs) kid... And I saw like any porn, like me, just naked nakedness on the internet. Like I, my, I used to get so sick to my stomach, just like seeing boobs. But at the same time, I was very excited, you know. But also the guilt, you know. So I'm just like trying to figure out what these feelings are. I don't know though. It's very, um, it's pretty. It's, it's confusing, really. I, I can't, I can't even decide if I'm turned on or if I could be if I weren't like kind of you know like when some people eat sushi and you can tell they're not going to be into it they're like not even open-minded about liking it because (laughs) you're like your brain is seizing up like you have to want to like it in order to like it like if i wanted to like this i could probably get into it but there's a block in my brain that's like don't look at this (sighs) so that's where i'm at sexually (laughs) with whatever that's okay. This is your first foray in. You got some time to feel it out. I mean, it's a good job on the like ass hair patterns. Um, um, this is from a guy called Twenty Something Trans Boy Trick. Uh, it's from video called Tough But Tender. That's always promising. And it says, "Watch me bottom for the gorgeous Chanel Santini at OnlyFans.com/slash/VictorBelmont." But still, we haven't been seeing that much about this. Well, this is just like a like a queer way for me to show it to you. I see, I see. So is that supposed to be... It's just a dude the, on a dude. But is that supposed to be the moment that he gets inseminated? Yeah, he's, it's all about him coming at him. The comments are, what? Who? I just don't have the energy. And then the guy we're looking at, Transboy Breeding, said, I need a stud like this. I'd be knocked up the first time. <laughs> That's funny. See, potent semen. They're proud of their potent semen. Uh, damn. Right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what it feels like to get semen inside of me, so who knows? Maybe it's addicting. Yeah. You know, you can buy dildos that have fake semen. What? Like cum lube, yeah. That's funny. Even, well, would sure. you consider, for just for scientific reasons, getting like a dildo with cum lube? Uh, for sure, and also if uh, any of those companies want to sponsor us, um, <laughs> we Bad will take Dragon a free one. Is, uh, if Bad Dragon wonderful. would like to send me one, I will review it. Um, well, I, I do think that like when we try to get Katie pregnant, um, especially that, especially me trying to get her pregnant, it would, I would enjoy having like a dildo that could shoot the dude's sperm through it. Yeah. So that I got to like, at least do the thrusting myself. That would be nice. Dude, that would be fucking dope. Okay, so, we could totally see. It. I don't know if that has to be like in a, like, clean. I mean, you, know, you could clean it. It's medical grade silicone. Yeah. So it could be sterilized, but I don't know if it has to like go through a special tube, like so you mm. make sure it all gets in okay. Yeah, or, like, it does seem like a whole to do. 
maybe he, maybe he could just give you extra like if you could just get extra from him so you can make sure to pump a lot through it <laughs> so gross so gross uh, oh cum is gross can we just agree that get cum is gross dude cum is so gross thank you I I love, we can agree on only one thing on this podcast like i love like dicks i love all everything about it like vaginal fluids all yeah, good yeah vaginal fluids are great Squirting, but there's something about cum that is just cum so is gross nasty thank you i know people that love it and I like know, power to you like respect something happened to them as kids <laughs> <laughs> there's an uncle involved in anyone who <laughs> all cum lovers for sure had something happen that's all i'm gonna something happen we don't know what Maybe, maybe. Tell us if that's not true. Tell us if your childhood was like bright and innocent and you just really love cum. I do want to get to the bottom of that. I mean, yeah, just this is one of my sincere questions in life. Who are these girls who love cum? Who loves cum? No, dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. Mm -mm. I've had people like, and I don't say anything about it because I want to be like a good partner and it's not that big of a bother, but like I've had people that I've been fucking before where they've just like come on my chest. It's like, yeah, totally fine that like you want to come on my chest and like not in me. Great with that. But then they like to do this thing where they like put their hand in it and like rub it around. It's like, okay, like, mm, no, didn't need that. No, like you're doing it now. So like word roll with that. Like, I'm glad this is enjoyable to you. But like, well, see, because this is one of my questions, like, like men are so into their cum. They're so into getting it inside of you or on your face or on your chest and rubbing it around or whatever. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's a big obsession for a lot of semen people. And I know it feels really good to come inside uh, of a vagina. And I could imagine why, to a large extent, that would feel so much better than pulling out. But it does seem like, obviously, we evolved to want to come inside. Like, that would mm-hmm. be a motivation for a species that's going to survive. Um, and so what I wonder is if there's some part, like when we were talking about men being uncomfortable getting vasectomies, or sorry, penis people being uncomfortable getting vasectomies, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm trying to change my habits. Um, so uh, is, is there something where it like sex might lose some of its vitality? Some, like when you do get to raw dog come inside of a vagina that might make a baby. I wonder if it's any more psych- like Especially if, if you're open to a psychological factor. Yeah. I think there for sure is going to be a psychological factor. Like no way there's like not. Right. Like, I mean, I think eventually you might get over it, but like on some level, I mean, on some, I think it might be like a helpful psychological factor even. Like you would be more comfortable just to like go for it. Yeah, maybe Like so. not worry. I think it could go the Let's other way as well. Let's call all of our fathers and ask them um, whether, no. whether a vasectomy uh, diminished his sex. <laughs> if anyone has a father or uncle, ugh, well. If you've had one. If you have, give us a call. If you have a man in your life who you can ask about the vasectomy, or oh yeah, if you've had one yourself, man, what come? Yeah, dude, I don't like it. Like even when I like get off, like I don't like my own cum. Like, just do you ugh, think that's uh, your gender dysphoria? What are we supposed no, to do? No, dude, because I even when even like way back before I had like the language to describe being trans, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yeah, I'm just gay and very feminine. Uh, 
like just try well, try hate your penis the way well, you hate cum. No, not at all. Like I tried to get into cum. Like I really wanted to like be a thing. Everyone everyone seemed to like it was Everybody's like a cool thing, it. and like mm-hmm. I wanted to be all about it. And then like yeah, every times yeah, I, I just, just love know, that you have don't a limit like it. and if that you have something that you're not into. It, but you know? it's, here's the thing: is like, look, if like if you want me, like if you want to like come on my face, like I'm not gonna tell you no, because like I'll do that for you. Like it's not like that big of a yeah. de- like a it's not like a repulsion thing. But she's like, yeah, man, I just I just don't really like it. Yeah. Like if I can not have to deal with it, no. All right. I'm, I'm, I don't want to deal with it. Well, this is an anti cum pocket again anti male well anti penis cum. Um, yeah, pro vagina cum podcast. Although say, not too much, not too much. You could say seminal ejaculate, anti seminal ejaculate. Yes, we are against seminal ejaculate on the gender fluids podcast. There's only one fluid that we like. <laughs> <laughs> turns out, well, one for me, maybe two or three for us. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. I mean, just leave a question mark and have <laughs> yeah. any. I don't even know, honestly. Like, I've never explored. Like, I haven't explored all the bodily fluids yet. Yeah, you know. keep it to yourself when you do. <laughs> yeah, it's not a thing. I'm sure we'll discuss it on this podcast. <laughs> what, what am I saying? Okay, let's see. Fuck, Mary, kill. Old Testament, New Testament, Bhagavad Gita. What was the last one? You know, the Hindu <coughs> text from a long time ago, Bhagavad Gita. <coughs> I'm going to marry that one. Okay. Marry the Hindus. I'm going to kill the Old Testament. Sure. And fuck the New Testament. I think I might marry the New Testament. Fuck the Bhagavad Gita and kill the Old Testament. I really don't want to kill any of them, but... I mean, the only th- conflict in my heart... Well, I marry the hen- Ugh, I don't know. The, my only conflict is that, like, I want to I want to fuck the New Testament, um, because you know it's all about love. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, hip, 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 you want to fuck Jesus? Okay. Yeah, Jesus is in it really. But here's the thing: the Old Testament is fucking metal. It is, it's and so there's a lot metal. of good shit in there. There's, there's, a, there's a lot, lot of good shit. shit but I don't want to kill like, the If you want to like have some like badass, like let's get to town, like mm-hmm. like let's. Like some S and M type shit. Yeah, that's the Old Testament. So that's where my conflict is. There's a lot of wisdom in there that people don't know about, but it's like so hard to explain it to people anyway. That maybe we'd be better off just killing it and starting over. You know, sorry, Jews. Jesus was a gene. All right, fuck Mary Kill Thesaurus Dictionary Encyclopedia. Shit. Um, I would. I got a Mary Encyclopedia. This is the rest of our lives we're talking about. Oh, no. I don't know. I might marry the dictionary. I would marry the thesaurus. Uh, kill the dictionary. Hmm. And fuck the encyclopedia. Because the encyclopedia knows everything. I think I would fuck the encyclopedia, marry the dictionary, and kill the thesaurus. I mean, do we really need to just think? <coughs> just keep thinking? You'll figure the synonym out. It'll come to you, you know. A dictionary, I could, I could learn about words forever. If it has all little word histories and stuff. No, fuck that. 
right. don't you tell me what a word is. Just tell me a bunch of other words that are kind of like it. Okay. That's what Fair I enough. want. Fair enough. <laughs> this has been Gender Fluids on NPR.